0: This podcast is part of the Shareable Podcast Network. Learn more at shareable.fm. This is a Shareable mini episode where I ask the guest 10 important big questions, and they have to answer them as fast as they possibly can. I call it Think Fast. Today on Think Fast, my guest is Aurora Winter, and I'm going to ask her 10 questions that she has to answer as quickly as she possibly can. Now, you can take as much time as you want to answer these questions, but you must say the first thing that comes into your head. So the goal is to to get the answer out as quickly as possible, Uh, but you can take as much time as you want. So kind of start talking before you uh, are done thinking. Think fast. Here we go.
1: Okay, got it.
0: (sighs) What book should everyone listening read next?
1: I think Deep Work by Cal Newport because it interrupts this whole
0: being on Facebook all the time thing. Totally agree. Cannot support that more. Like all of his books and also, yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Great recommendation. I'm so glad you said that one. Okay. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite podcast and you can't say shareable?
1: Uh, I think Writing Excuses by Brandon Sanderson. Do you know him? Do you read his books? They're so good. They're so awesome. You'd love them. Fantasy. I'm reading the Stormlight Archive right now. Mind you, each book is 1200 words. Hmm. Start with Mistborn. Oh, man.
0: I, I try so hard, but I have such a hard time with fiction. Ah, all right. Skip Which that. I like, I want to try, but like, I didn't fall in love with reading until I realized that there were books that were not fiction. And oh, then you all like of a his... sudden. Oh, you'd like his podcast. Cause it's a uh, 15 minutes or less because you're in a hurry and we're not that smart. <laughs> okay, <cool. laughs> I'll it. All right. Question three, what negative experience in your life? Are you most happy happened to you? Ah, oh, gosh, you know what? top of mind, coronavirus
1: pandemic, because I was in Silicon Valley living, living the life, raising capital, had this like a super cool idea, which still is a cool idea. And then, as you know, the pandemic hit, I had to cancel all my events because I typically hosted events. And then I had to go, okay, well, what really matters to me? Who am I? What do I really want? And do I want to be where I am? Do I want to be raising capital? Do I want to be talking to everybody on Zoom? And I decided to pivot my business and move back to Canada to be closer to family, except my son lives in Los Angeles. But pivoting oh, my wow. business was really great because I realized that I really love working one-on-one deeply with people who are really want to make a difference and would like to get my help writing, publishing and promoting their book and media coaching. And that's super super satisfying to me. I feel like I'm really connecting and making a difference and I'm making money too, but I gave up a whole part of my business and, uh, and refocused on this other part that I was, uh,
0: not doing as much. I'm telling you celestial siblings. I'm, <laughs> so, uh, we're in Canada, by the way, I'm just curious.
1: Uh, Vancouver, BC
0: on okay, the, on cool. the West
1: coast, same cool. time zone as LA.
0: I've never been to Vancouver, but I went to Kamloops nearby, um, which is not nope. anything like Vancouver, from what I understand. No, but come to Vancouver, I'll show you around. Okay, sweet. I mean, is it okay that I'm a Toronto Maple Leafs fan? Totally fine. Okay, cool. Because I, I know hockey's like a big thing in Canada. Okay, <laughs> a big thing. Uh, what is the most important skill of the future? Oh,
1: gotta double down on being human, as Joanna Penn would say. Empathy and creativity—that's two, but I think they go together because we, yeah, they go together. So the machines it. are gonna be able to do everything that has to do with numbers, that has to do with just crunching data. So get out of those boring jobs and double down on empathy and see how you can solve problems creativity, creatively.
0: I love that because when I was in my MBA, I felt like such an outcast and a fraud for being like the creative guy and everybody else was in finance and they were, you know, executives that were going back to their And like, I needed help with accounting homework and economics and finance. And like, I really believe in the future that I'm going to be like super more valuable than those people who were like, like laughing at me for being like the marketing guy. I burst, I'll show them.
1: I, I burst into tears in my MBA class when I was trying to do like a super hard function on a computer and I could not make it work. And all the other engineers, were, all the other engineers were laughing at me. I'm not an engineer. They were laughing at me anyway. Yeah. But okay. who's laughing now?
0: <laughs> Seriously, who's laughing now? All right. Next question. What industry or career path do you think has the most promising future or potential? You gotta
1: be an entrepreneur. I am biased. I admit that. But entrepreneurs are solving problems at speed. We can't, we gotta be fast. Things are changing so rapidly.
0: I find that like almost every entrepreneur I know is like, is like this. Like everybody that <laughs> like somebody that's like in a career transition, we're like, why don't you start a business? Like I like it doesn't even occur. I but know. Like, yeah. Like my we wife, a special uh,
1: breed, I suppose.
0: Yeah. My wife, um, like five years back, four years back or something, left a job in advertising. And she was like, she didn't know what she wanted to do. And I was like, why don't you start a business? She was three weeks into it. She was like, I hate this. I can't live <laughs> like this. Like it just, and I was like, it didn't occur to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's fascinating that you say that. Cause I'm like, I feel like we're all a little crazy like that. Okay. Uh, what's one thing that everybody listening to this episode should go and do today? They should read
1: and start a reading practice every day read books. There's so much knowledge in books. People sometimes put 20 years of their life and business experience into a book and you can yeah. read it you know, in a day or two. That is a good return on your investment. 20 years of their experience for a couple of days of your time, start reading books and make a habit of it, even if it's only
0: like a couple of minutes a day. I hundred percent agree with you. I have a handful of very small regrets throughout my life. A lot of just various things throughout times in my life. But if I had one big regret, it was that I didn't start reading until I was in my early thirties, and I think about how much time, like Mm. how much like opportunity was just lost in not having read for all that time. Yeah. And so. I'm, yeah, I'm like obsessive reader now, like a little <laughs> aggressive
1: listener too, like all the time, yeah. one and a half, you can absorb so much stuff. I, don't yeah, like I
0: listen it. on two X or three X speed to everything. Cause I'm like, I want to get through it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Celestial siblings. Okay. If you could have any one superpower, what would it be?
1: Oh, I was thinking about this before. I, I really, I would love to fly. I've always thought I could fly. I've dreamt that I could fly, except the dreams felt like, no, I really did fly. And now I'm just pretending mm. it was a dream.
0: Um, Yeah.
1: Or Douglas Adams. Do you, have you ever read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? I have. Flying... My friend Q tells
0: me to read it all the time. Oh my God,
1: you got to read it. He says, flying's not hard. You just throw yourself at the ground and miss. But <laughs> I am not so good at the
0: missing part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right. <laughs> Okay, if there was a drug that you could take or a vaccine that gave you an 80% chance of developing a superpower and a 20% chance of developing an incurable terminal disease, would you take it? No. Okay. I'm what developing my
1: own superpowers. I don't need anybody to help me.
0: And uh what if I made it 98%, 2%? Yes. Okay. All right. Did you see Avengers Endgame? It's the last, it's the 10-year run of Marvel movies. Then the last one was Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. They're a two-part movie. Um, I'll explain the premise. So um, without getting too geeky, there are these stones called the Infinity Stones. And when you assemble all of them together in this glove called the Infinity Gauntlet, you basically have the ability to do anything. You can change and manipulate matter. You can change reality. You can go through time, you can do literally anything. And by having them all together with a snap of your fingers, you can change anything in the entire universe, the entirety of the universe, expanding well beyond our galaxies and everything, including our own planet. The Mm. thing is, is that for a human being like ourselves, typically snapping your fingers with the infinity gauntlet on while allowing you to do whatever you want would cost you your life. So Mm. the question is, if I had this infinity gauntlet and I offered it to you, Would you put it on and snap your fingers, one. And if you do snap your fingers, knowing that you can do and accomplish anything and change anything in the universe, but it will cost you your life, what do you snap for? That is a really kick-ass question. Okay, so do you follow Jordan B. Peterson? I do. I I wouldn't say that like I'm a a fan, but I'm familiar with his body of work. 12 Rules
1: for Life. I've listened to a lot of his stuff on 1.5 Speed but you can't listen to him faster because he's too smart. Um, and he's, he, he really has me thinking like, who am I to know that I know how to do something better than it's already happening? So I, I would be willing to sacrifice my life to create something that I knew was massively valuable. But the tricky part for me about that question is what arrogance makes me think I'm better than God and that I have a better idea. Like, hmm. you know, everything balances. Like you, if you kill all of the, I don't know, you you kill all the mosquitoes and something else goes wrong in the, in the system. Like there's- just so talking about the
0: monkey's paw. I always forget to, to mm-hmm. add the monkey's paw caveat here. Assume no monkey's paw. Assume that like, <laughs> let, let's say that you kill all mosquitoes. Assume that the universe reorients itself and that presents no actual issues. That what, like wherever they are in the food chain, the food chain rearranges itself and no yeah. no future mosquito bite things and malaria are going to come. It, you've just eliminated that problem and everything that comes with it with no downsides. So we we have to in- include that we're. it's already a ridiculous question. So we're going to add yeah. the monkey paw so that you don't have to worry about that part. So it's really about getting to like what's important to you and to change in the world. You know, if you'd asked me this question at other
1: times, I would have said to bring my husband back alive, or I would have said let's have clean uh, water in and around the world, or potentially I'd say everybody needs clean water and medicine and food and housing and add to that list. And, and now with my more, I don't know, perhaps more wise uh, or certainly more humble, I just don't think that I could improve on what God or the universe is unfolding so uh out of humbleness i would i would i would not do it so you would not snap interesting because i'm not sure what to snap for i think it's arrogant to think i could improve things and that things wouldn't uh, get worse because everything is yin and yang there is no there is no yin without yang there is no darkness without light if you you can't you love words so one of the books that I'm writing is 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 about words and about thinking is a multiplier. But you know, people say, "Well, we would eliminate all evil, but evil is just a word that stands in for something. You can't erase, you can't erase the bottom half of the equation." Let me put it a different way. Um, my life has been an emotional roller coaster, <laughs> like you know, lots of highs, lots of lows. But if I try to erase all the negative feelings, what would happen to the high feelings? They would flatten. Mm -hmm. You can't like where there are mountains and then the ocean nearby is really deep. Well, if we take out all the depths, we're going to flatten the highs. I do not want a flat life. I don't want flat emotions. I don't want to create a world that says, Oh, you don't need to be a hero because we've solved all the problems for you. So you can just watch TV and, uh eat chips? No, I, I don't know that that would be better. In fact, I think that it's important to have heroes and heroes need problems to solve. So
0: does that make sense? It does. It does. Uh, We don't, I don't get a lot of, I wouldn't snap answers. I know you probably don't, but it is a
1: thoughtful answer.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's not like you were like, nah, <laughs> so like, I appreciate <laughs> you, you gave your justification. I get it. I, I actually, um, in uh, some, so similar to the previous question, I think a lot of times when people say, no, I wouldn't snap or no, I wouldn't take the vaccine for that. It's, I have a really good life and I don't really want to mess that up. I hmm. really enjoy my existence and I would be willing yeah. to sacrifice my life in it is just one life. A,
1: that's not, that's not the issue.
0: Yeah. It's deciding what would be worth trading it for. Correct. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Well, this has been Think Fast. You have been Aurora Winter. <laughs> I have been Jeff Gibbard. And this has been Shareable. Wait, don't leave. If you've never listened to my fancy outro, do it just once for me, please. Okay. If you enjoy Shareable and you find it valuable, there's a few ways that you can support the show. One, you can share it on social media, which I strongly encourage. I mean, it's literally the name of the show, Shareable. Two, you can review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're an Overcast user, as many of my listeners are, make sure to click that star button on the episodes that you like. The third way that you can support the show is by blogging about it or discussing it on your own podcast or even by making a YouTube video where you talk about one of the episodes. And then the final way that you can support the show is by supporting it directly on Patreon. You can find the link in the show notes. Now before I let you go, I want to tell you about one other thing.